Hello and welcome back to a new episode of BBNW Speaks. I'm your host, Seraphine Wambi, and today I'm here with... Jared Williams, a senior. Nemo Perani, I'm also a senior. Okay, and today we're going to be discussing um, what it's like being Black at Blue Valley Northwest High School as seniors um, in honor of Black History Month. So, um, first things first, obviously we're all Black, um, but I chose uh, Nemo and Jared because um, I think we all have different experiences. We come from different backgrounds. Um, we've also had dis- different experiences at this high school, taken different classes, um, or have surrounded ourselves with different people. So I thought it would be interesting to share that sort of perspective. So first things first, uh, what do you guys think it's like being Black in our school? I don't know. It's it's definitely like you're not surrounded by like, a lot of your like own like people, like mm-hmm. Black people, unless you actually like try to. Like... In classes, it'll probably only be, like, you and maybe one other person. In, like, teams or sports that you play or clubs, it's probably, like, you or one other person other mm-hmm. than uh, BSU. So you definitely have to get used to being, like, the minority because there's not a lot of black people here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair thing to say. It's not a lot, a lot of representation. It's not a lot of representation, so it's really just, like, like no one – is really going to see, like, your same perspective Mm -hmm. in any sort of, like, event or classroom or anything like that. Yeah, I would say, especially, like, adding on to the whole, like, classroom thing, like, I think for a lot of my classes, like, Jared and Nemo have been the only other black student in the class, especially, like, I think in, like, my science classes, like, Jared, you were in my AP Chem class last year, but, like, it's, I think it's very rare to have more than, like, another black student in your class. I think especially as you go higher up in, like, math and science, um, I think it's very rare to get, like, I, Jared and Nemo and I are all in the same cow class, but I feel like that's, like, very rare. And even then, we're still, like, the minority. Like, it's three out of, like, what? Like, how many calc yeah, students? Yeah. They're, like, 60-something calc students with oh. both classes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I think that it's definitely very interesting. Like, outside of, like, BSU, which is our Black Student Union, I think it's very hard to surround yourself with people that look like you just because there's so few of us at the school. I think our percentage is, like, 5% of the student population, which is definitely not that many. And I think especially for our class, um, we yeah. lack. Our, our class especially doesn't have people. Yeah. So, like, what has that been like um, for you guys going through high school, like, that kind of experience, knowing that you're probably going to be the only other black student, like, in your classes? Or obviously, we're all a part of different activities and sports. Um, just knowing that you're probably going to be the only one. Um. Well, me personally, I don't know if this is bad to say, but, like, even, like, when I play soccer or something, if, like, I see, like, another black person on, like, an all-white team or they're, like, one of the only few black people, like, playing, because that's the way I grew up. Mm -hmm. Like, this might be wrong, but I just always root for them because it's just, like, like, you, like, it's not like you feel, like, lonely, but it's, like, you feel, like, like, there's just, like, there's just one thing that's, like, not there. Yeah, I would even agree. in like classrooms, like when, like when you said when you go like higher up in like math or like AP Calc, like first semester I think AP Calc, I think that was the only one until I joined fourth hour. So it's like, and once you get around your feet, pe- your like black people, you like feel more comfortable, more at ease. Yeah, I definitely think there's a comfort level, um, and like you said, like I don't know, whenever I see like another black person, I always just root for them. I think just like. It doesn't even have to be, like, in school or, like, in sports. Like, I play tennis, and that's a predominantly white sport. And I think that, like, 
there's just a connection whenever you see someone black that you might not know them personally, but I think there's just like um, a connection and sort of like the experience that experiences that you guys both have, how you're perceived by other people. Um, and I think that that kind of is a way to like connect you with other people. I think you're going to see it, especially in our um, BSU. Like I think there's like a comfort level um, that we get to have in BSU that you're not necessarily able to have throughout the rest of the school day. Um, Cause I don't know, like for me personally, I feel like I'm always like, not like on edge, but I feel like you always have to perform being like a black student. You can't ever underperform because that it's, it looks bad on you. And I feel like not even just bad on you, but like on our whole like race as a whole, I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel like you have to always represent cause you're not even just only representing for yourself. You're representing for um, like other black students as a whole. I mean, me personally, that's what my parents are always saying. Always saying you have to always be better than if it, if it's between you you and another white person like they're always gonna by like default they're always gonna choose like the white person just it's just it's just a common thing in this country. I'd agree. I don't know. I feel like you always like hear the saying that you have to like work twice as hard to get like half of um, like for example what like the majority gets, and I think that. You can see that often, I think, just in, like, not even, like, the classroom. I don't think it's necessarily that because I think that our school does a pretty good job of, like, at least in the classroom setting, being pretty inclusive and you never feel like... I've never had a bad experience in the classroom, I think, where I felt that I'm uh, being, like, discriminated against. Um, So I think our school and our teachers do a very good job of that, which I've really appreciated. But I always, like, I feel like I just have that mentality ingrained in my head, like, like Nemo said, like my parents have instilled it in me that you always have to work, you know, twice as hard to get, you know, not as much just because that's the way that it's always been in this country. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like um, in my experience with CAPS, like it was sort of, um, I had to kind of like work, not as hard, but if I didn't work or if I wasn't better than maybe someone next to me, it really looked poorly onto me and then I had to like, on a specific example, I had to have some, like, conversations after school, and it became, like, this whole big thing, just trying to, like, because I wasn't, like, excelling as much as, or doing the same as them. It then kind of left me as, like, I don't know, like a target in the classroom, but I had to, like, elevate. I did I completely forgot that you're, like, in CAPS. What do you think, like, the experience has been, like, being in, cl- being in CAPS, like, being black, I don't know, like, the number of students that are in you're also in the engine. You're in the engineering cap. So what was that like? Um, it's yeah, it's another low percentage. I'm not sure if it's just our district has a low percentage of black people, but I think the only black people in AM caps now is one girl and then um, Bobby. Yeah, so <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's a small percentage for sure. Yeah, and I don't really see. I think I've only seen like one or two other people in the caps building. Yeah, I think that. I don't know if our district as a whole has a very low percentage because I think North has a pretty good percentage of black students, but I think that our school definitely has a pretty low percentage. And I know like um, Nemo and I are like African and I know that that percentage, I know there are a lot of Kenyan people here, but I think that that percentage is um, even lower. And I'm also, I'm Afro-Caribbean, so, but I know like the number of Caribbean people here, I think is even lower. It's very, it's very small. So, like, I think that just constantly being the minority in school has definitely been an interesting experience. I don't know. What do you guys think it's, like, 
like widening it from school but just like being in johnson county obviously you're very much the minority in johnson county what do you think that experience has been like um for you guys i don't know i feel like when you're like around white people i've never been around or been friends with someone who like had like real malicious like intents to be like prejudiced or something but like there's just like little things that like you let go that you don't say because if you say it you're just you're also the minority so people aren't really gonna understand what you're saying so there's a lot of things that you just let go or you fly past or you just don't think about it just because like you're surrounded by so many people who won't get what you're saying I feel like in Johnson County, there comes with like a little bit of cautiousness. Like at first, you need to really know, you know, like you said, who has malicious intent and mm-hmm. who's not. Um, and that's just kind of like a mindset that you have to have, like meeting people, going to new places, finding out whether they're going to be accepting of you or whether your skin is going to be an issue. Yeah, I think that definitely who you surround yourself with and the people that you um, choose to be friends with, I think is also very important because you have to choose to be around good people. And I think that. Um, for a lot of people, I think that prejudice, like we all have different prejudices. Um, and I think that that's something that's just like, you know, ingrained in your head that you have to work to change. And I think like Nemo said, like a lot of times I think it comes in the form of microaggressions. Like it's not like purposely trying to be like, or have like vicious intent, but it's like people say things and you just, you have to let it go because it's like small nitpicky things that it's just like at the end of the day, bringing it up, like you have to, I think you really have to choose your battles um especially I think being black in Johnson County I think that there's a lot of things that sometimes you just let like fly off your shoulder because you're just like whatever like there's no point in bringing it up because it's like it might not even change anything what like widening the scope what do you guys think it's like being um black in America as a whole I think that's a completely different concept than being black in Johnson County I mean as a whole I feel like there's already like I feel like without, like, if you, like, walk into a room that's, like, full of white people without even, like, saying or doing anything, there's just going to be, like, a sense of, like, hesitance or, like, a sense of, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, like they, they just, they automatically assume the worst, I feel like, especially with, like, in our area because it's, like, it's a decently rich area like, and there's not many black people to begin with, so, like, they weren't really like surrounded by, I think, good, like, like they see, like the, the black people they see could be like the, like the ones like they see on the news or they're like, they automatically just think that like, we're not like as good as them or better than them. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just like, I think it's just like a back of the mind thing. I like, I genuinely don't think a lot of like, a lot of like white people like genuinely want to be like malicious or like have that malicious intent. It's just like a thing in the back of the, in the back of their mind, and it's not. It's, yeah, I, I, it's like some. It's something that's taught, and and I don't even think that some people realize that it's taught in their homes. Mm-hmm. I think it's a it's like hidden prejudices in the back of your mind that you already have these like thoughts about people before. Like I feel like I don't know when you walk into a room at first. Like it doesn't matter who you are, what you've done. Like I think just the color of your skin immediately, you know, puts thoughts into people's minds that they might not even, you know, consciously be aware of. But I think that that's always been something. I think that's always something to be cognizant of being black in America, just as a whole 
doesn't matter where you go, doesn't matter like what city you're in, you're always going to be perceived a certain way because of the color of your skin. And I think that that, um, I don't know, that's sad, that, that fact has just always been like, I think that's something that lives in every single like black teenager's mind as you're growing up is like the fact that you just know that you're going to be perceived a certain way because of your skin color, no matter where you end up going, you know? Yeah, I definitely think like they like kind of see it as like their first thought is always going to be negative. So even at like, my dad walked into like a gun store in like the South, right? And um, at, he saw people like, you know, reaching for weapons, like trying to like make sure he's not doing anything like wrong. But I mean, he's just shopping like anyone else. So I feel like, you know, their first thought is just kind of always going to be negative. You know, why are they here? What are they doing? And I don't think that this is specific to white people. I think this is a connotation that um, black people have in America, regardless of their appearance to any race. I think it. I think it's just a connotation that you have because of the color of your skin. I don't necessarily think that it's specific to, oh, white people, oh, brown. I think it's like, it's just because of like our race. And I think that that's like a sad fact, but I think that the history of this country and how it's progressed, I think that that it's always been, quote unquote, like black people are inferior. I mean, I feel like that's why so many other black people, like whether it's like award shows or sports or like, academics or like sciences anything really like another black person will always like root for the other black person Mm -hmm. because it really like you may not notice it but it really feels like all odds are really against you when you're right i like i don't know i feel like that sometimes in the classroom i know it's not like a that's not like actually like a thing like no one's actually actively against me but i feel like that's just like the mindset that i have and i feel like i know we're all pretty like high achieving you know, African-American students, like, Nemo, you're going to play uh, soccer at SLU, like, we're all pretty smart, we're, like, I think that, I don't know, for me, I think that there's always been, like, a, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, I don't know, like, I feel like you always just have to perform, I think being African-American, I think you always just have to perform, and that's, like, I feel like you can never, uh, play into the standard. Yeah, you can never, the stereotypes, I think that, like, I never, I, if I don't perform, I feel like I'm playing into the stereotypes, and I want to do the opposite, so I feel like you always have to overperform, and I, like, I feel like that goes with also rooting for, um, like, other black students in the classroom, and rooting for other black people, whether it's, like, outside of the classroom, or, like, in the classroom, um, so what do you guys think of, like, the difficulties of being, like, high-achieving black students, like, at our school, or higher-achieving, like, not even in school but like outside of school and sports clubs activities what do you think it's been like well for me um like I said this before my parents have always like like they they do I wouldn't say pressure because I know it's out of love and they know and I know they want what's best for me but they've always like said that you have to be better than everyone around you by everyone around you like they meant like white people and like in school and in soccer, I feel like I have to be better all the time. I have to, it's like simple things. Like I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to speak a certain way or I have to say things a certain way or I have to do things a certain way or I have to, like little things like that. Like you always have to be on top of your game. I feel like you just always have to, like once you like set that standard and like everyone recognizes you as like, a, like overachiever then you really like hang them down for that mm-hmm. um 
how do you think that like do, what do you guys think about I know this has been proposed at like other schools other districts and stuff like having like an african-american like history course because obviously we're all taught um you have history requirements like we have like um ap hug was like optional but like there was like world history you know u.s history gov like what do you think about there being like an african-american history requirement or like as having that as like an elective class a nice course to have um yeah i feel like it's not really talked about a lot in history and now like i know a push we would have like an art teacher would say like one day we'll take like this friday to talk about it and then we're moving on like when we're talking about like just like the bad parts of like slavery and stuff like that um but i feel like yeah maybe i mean i feel like it's better if it's just in the class because i want like preferred everyone to learn about it right through yeah. a higher course if everyone had to actually learn about this history honestly like me personally i don't think especially for our school i don't think people would be too happy about that especially if it was like a required course but i don't think they also realize how foundational especially in this country was with black people and like like inventions or like or like institutions, like I don't think they realized how how much roots Black people have in this country. Mm-hmm. I still feel like I still feel like they think of us like as foreigners, and like in reality, some people like their family have been here, regardless if it was from slavery, like for for generations. Right. Like I don't think people like truly realize like the impacts slavery like still has on. Like, today. to this day. Yeah, yeah. and, like, segregation. Because, like, pe- like, people, like, grandparents who exper- experience segregation, like, are still alive today. Right. So it's not, like, that far in the past where it's just a minor inconvenience that you can just, like, skip over. And I do feel like we don't touch on it enough at school. Because I, I know, like, A-Push, for example, like, you have to get through, like, the entire curriculum. And there's, like, a lot to do. But I feel like... Like how how much like how much black people are like rooted into this country? I just don't feel like we talk about. We it. We did not talk I about it enough. No. Are aware. Of yeah, it. I definitely think that, um, like people don't realize the roots that black people do have in this country, and that black people played such an important role in building this country up from you know like day one. Like obviously, um, the history of black people in this country is very sad and very it's. Um, it's very like dehumanizing I think if you look into truly look into slavery and I think that a lot of the stuff that I've learned about you know black contributions to this country has been outside of school I think that we don't do a good job of um, you know learning about black history in school I think that U.S. history is truly the only time that you touch on it a little bit but you touch on slavery you don't really touch on anything else um, beyond slavery in U.S. history, which I think is a big issue because black people played such a big role in, um, like, the United States' history. And I think also, like, in AP World, we didn't touch on, like, um, African civilizations barely at all. Like, I think, it, like, um, if you look back to, like, the ancient civilizations of, like, Timbuktu and such, like, there are so many massive contributions that, you know, the African continent has made to the world that we don't touch on in history at all. And I think that's a big problem because I think the first thing that people think of when they think of, um, like, 
black history is slavery, but there's so much more to black history than slavery. And I think that people need to know that. And I think that that starts with, you know, educating kids, especially at the high school level. Like this is not stuff that like is too hard to comprehend for high schoolers. Like I think it's definitely something that um, like education is a big piece of it because, you know, as generations get older, like fundamentally what you remember, what you understand is the stuff that you learn at school. Like your education plays a big role in um, your mindset. And so I think that going forward, um, implementing like black history, implementing African history needs to be something that is taught in schools. And I definitely stand on that. Also, like, I feel like when we don't talk in, like, we don't, we, we didn't really talk about it much, especially, like, elementary school and middle school. We definitely talked about it more during high school, but I feel like if it's not taught in classrooms, this is just, like, me personally, like, with personal experience I've had with, like, people who are not minorities, they're not going to go and do it, like, themselves. Very right. little white people will go out and educate themselves, so all these like kids like our our future generations our future like the future of our generation they don't hear about it in classrooms and if they don't hear about it in classrooms they're not going to care enough to do it on their own so a lot of a lot of i feel like our generation is better about it about educating uh, educating themselves but that's why some that's why a lot of people in this country are so unaware of like everything that's going around them and like like just because like the, like in most cases people will go to college and they'll see other people but like other other cultures or things like that like they'll branch out away from like what they're taught but they're like they can only do so little because it's like a fundamental thing that like you learn as a youth like as a youth you learn like treat others the way you want to be treated or like treat things with kindness and I feel like that needs to be like a fundamental thing like kids learn mm-hmm. from an early age to prevent like prejudice in the future. Yeah, I definitely agree. And then also like if it's not taught, I feel like it's kind of seen as like a distant thing that's in the past. Mm-hmm. Right. But like if you think like the Mississippi flag had the Confederate flag in it until like the 2010s, like it's still very present and recent and slavery is still like some effects of it are still lasting with, I'm sure streets are named after soldiers and all that stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And if it's seen as like, if we're not taught about it, it can seem like it just never happened. Like reading like Just Mercy, I didn't realize until then that it was only like 20 years before I was born that people were like still getting shot and dragged in the streets and the police were doing nothing. Yeah. Um, I think like, Definitely educating people is a big part of it, but I also think that there's only so much that you can do as an individual. I think that it has to happen on like a wider scale, and I think that from a young age, I definitely think like younger kids don't see skin color. I really don't like they don't see skin color as an issue. It, like prejudice and stuff like that, racism is something that's taught. It's not something that you know, you don't pop out of the womb and immediately you're, like, racist. Like, no, it's something that's taught and cultivated, like... By, like, the people around. Exactly. Exactly. It's cultivated by the people you're around, the people you choose to surround yourself with. Um, like, racism in this country, I think, is, like, a fundamental part of this country. And I think that that's something that is weaved into various institutions, including the education system within this country. Yeah, especially, 
Because, like, kids' minds are very moldable. Right. Which is why racism is still prevalent, because it's something that they still have around them, and they still see around them, mm-hmm. and it's still taught around them. And, like, once you get older, people just, like, s- start to stop listening and stop and start to stop caring. I feel like educating the youth is, like, a really big, especially for the next generation and our generation, it's a really big next step to, like, preventing more racism. And, like, I don't think, me personally, I don't think racism, it'll be a long time before I don't racism, think it will ever go away. Yeah. There's no way it will ever go away, because, I don't know, there's always going to be people, doesn't matter, like, how much work you try to do, there's always going to be people who, you know, at the end of the day, are rooting against you, and that's just not something that, you know, you can ever change. Um, Ending on a more positive note, you know, like, I think the community aspect of, like, being black, we talked about always rooting for one another, like, we have great music, we have good taste, we have good food, we have, like, like, what do you, like, that what is that aspect like like the community aspect we kind of touched on what it's like being in bsu but for each of you what is that kind of community aspect been like well me personally like when we go to the hope center and like we see like the like the hope center is like majority black like there's like there's some other races but it's like majority black and when we see like them teaching them like their own culture and them like embracing it i think it's just like a really beautiful thing because when you're growing up in the predominantly white like neighborhood or like community, they don't they don't value your culture or anything like that and they don't like little things like the way the way they do things, the the music they listen to, stuff like that. They don't really value that in predominantly white um, communities and I think it's a really beautiful thing to see like at a young age especially. Or like HBCUs are like are becoming like increasingly more popular because like so many people just want to be around like their culture or their their other people because they probably didn't like experience it growing up and I just think especially HBCUs the culture there I think it's just like a really beautiful thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's nice to see like culture wise seeing us succeed and I feel like there's a a pride to that to seeing someone else like of your same skin tone knowing what they may go through and similar struggles that um, you might have to them seeing them succeed um, I think that's nice and I, lo- I love seeing other boys like me personally like every time Fina does something or like applies to an Ivy League or I see another sports thing about another black person or someone committing or Jared with his, uh, his engineering like I <laughs> or another black person like winning like an award like a Grammy or something like I just, I, I just think it's a cool thing. I, I, just, I, I just love seeing other black people su- succeed. You, you want to say anything about that, Jerry? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say I definitely agree. I think that there's like, Jared touched on like the, you know, like black pride. I think is a very important thing. I think it's something that, I don't know, it's obviously it's been seen throughout history, but I think that like our generation is also like I think very, I don't know. There are a lot more people going to HBCUs. There are a lot more people just, like, like I think that at the end of the day, like, I'm proud and I'm happy to be black. And I'm really proud of all that we've accomplished in this country and all that, like, us three have accomplished here. And I know that we're going to go on to do great things no matter, you know, how we're perceived because of our skin tone. I think that at the end of the day, you just can't let your skin tone limit what you're able to do. Because I, like, for me personally, like, yes, I'm black, but I'm also 
so much more than that. And I think that you can't let um, how you're perceived by others be a limitation of what you can achieve. And you can't let your skin tone and race define you. I think it's very important. I have a question. Yeah. Okay, so I'm like, I'm not like, you know, like African, African, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, so, and you two are African, African. <laughs> African, African. African descent. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, technically he does, well, not, but, like, like, but like, like, but like, like, okay, so we're like, American, like you know, okay, yeah, guy. yeah. Well, yeah. we're technically African American. Like, Nemo and I were born here, but, yeah. okay, but, but like, like, you know what I mean? Like, my, my ancestors are slaves. And, <laughs> <laughs> I can't They were. <laughs> they were. said it so bluntly. Like, <laughs> they were. Like, okay. Okay. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you guys, they aren't? Maybe yeah. I, no. I mean, okay. personally, I'm a first generation American. Yeah, I'm a first generation American. Okay, and then I was wondering, like, how does your experience change different from mine? Oh, I, uh, yeah, I think, it's, it, I think that's a very good question, actually. Yeah, I think that I don't know. I think, and I've talked to my parents about this too. Like, they didn't really realize that they were. Well, it's different. Like, my mom was born in Guyana, and Guyana they have a. It's like black Amerindian and. Indian and Chinese so she like knew from a young age that she was black but my dad was born in Congo and like he didn't really feel as though he was black until he came to America because you know obviously you know your skin color but like in America being black means something different than like elsewhere in the world so like I think that for me the experience has just been different because I think that like culturally it's also different like I think like obviously you're able to adapt to like parts of the african-american experience just being an american like a first generation american in this country but i also think that there's parts of my experience that are different just because of like my cultural background like uh, like i don't know like the food that i eat or like you know the people that i like my family like i think that there are parts of the african-american experience and my experience that overlap but i also think that there are parts of it that are different which i think is a pretty like cool thing because i think that you get to Kind of get the best of both worlds. I mean, I think like a lot of African Americans, just because of like slavery, some people don't really know where they come from. So, like, I think like as like a first generation American, I think that's something like I'm very privileged to have. Like, yeah, I would agree. Where I come uh-huh. from and like the culture that I have, and like as a first generation American, like my parents always say, like you have like a black American side to you and you also have an African an African side to you and I think that I'm privileged to have both. Like I don't feel like I'm fully one like black American I'd or agree. one African and I think I think it's just nice to have both culture cultures like experience both things. I think that it's kind of just like you get to experience both things and I think it's pretty cool cuz also like you can connect with like like, obviously, like, Nemo's Kenyan, like, we're both African, but we both have different cultural, like, experiences. I think it's, like, something very cool about it, because the African continent is massive, and I think that you're always able to meet people from, and within, like, different countries or different tribes and different roots, and I think that that's very something that, like, it's definitely something that's very cool to get to experience and know, and I think that because I'm um, African, like, of, like, I don't know, like, is it like African? I am African American. I don't know how to like explain like, it. I I just say like a first generation. American. Yeah, because I'm a first generation American. I think that I also like have personally felt more like inclined to 
do more research on like the African continent and African history and Afri- like like different history of like different civilizations and stuff. And I don't know like if I definitely agree that I am very privileged to know where I come from. And I think that because I do know where I'm come from, I'm also like more inclined to I don't know. I feel like because obviously like you have roots to Africa, but I don't know if you feel as though they're more like I don't know like strong yeah. compared to like. Nemo and I I don't know that's like like also a question for you like do you feel as though like they're as strong as like if you were a first generation American um definitely not um I feel like I have a connection I have a stronger connection with like the south mm-hmm. and things down there like uh, most of my family will like yeah eventually they all were from there but like you know what I'm saying like um like South Carolina and like Florida Georgia is where I really feel connected where I feel like so like I have cousins all over mm-hmm. there, and that's really where I feel connected. But when it comes to Africa, I don't really have a connection at all. Like I don't think I've ever had African food, even, and like I guess music, maybe <laughs> not really though. Like that's what I think is like sad about it is because like people don't realize that the results of slavery and the effects still like Jared just talked about some of them. Like even though they are of African descent, like some African-Americans don't feel, like, the direct tie to the African continent because, of, like, because of slavery, despite being from the African continent itself, um, which I think is, like, obviously a direct effect of slavery that still obviously impacts millions of people to this day, which I think is very sad. I think it's also kind of cool, like, even though, like, they, like Jared said, like, they, like that connection to Africa is kind of severed for a lot of, like, black Americans. I think it's just kind of cool how, like, they made their own culture. Because, sure. like, even though they're, like, similar or they're both, like, black culture, I think there's a very big difference between African culture or black African-American culture. And I just think it's, like, a cool thing how, like, like they, they embraced it. Like, they made, like, their own roots and ties into the country. Like, even just, like, small things. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, like, like, like gumbo or, like, some some, like black african african american culture i i just i think it's cool yeah i think that a lot of like a big part of the african american experience comes from the african american culture that was built by like those who were enslaved which i think is very cool to experience now like we still experience that to this day like the music you know the food you know the clothing um just like i don't know the experience as a whole um i think it's very cool how despite being like, uprooted from Africa, they still came and made their roots here and still, like, made a culture here, which I think is very cool. Okay. Well, thank you for listening into this episode of BB&W Speaks. I hope you enjoyed um, Nemo, Jared, and I getting to, you know, share our opinions on what it's like being black teenagers at Blue Valley Northwest and in this country. Um, yeah. So, I'm your host, Serafina Wambi, and we're out. Bye. Woo!